What's up, everybody? It's the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and we're here to talk how to bet it. We won 5.23 units in the wild card weekend, and we are plus 37 units in the NBA since mid-December. Folks, we sell these full-season NBA packages for just $250. You know, you see some of these touts on Twitter, uh, $50 for a day pass, $100 for one week. For what? So you can go on an up-and-down roller coaster with them, lose some, win some. You know, they're they're full of excuses. Get the hell out of here. This is Farley Bets. You're listening to Laying the Points with Farley Bets. Send me a DM at Farley Bets on Twitter if you're interested in our premium packages. It's the divisional round. Let's go! What's up, everybody? It's a pleasure to be back with you on Laying the Points with Farley Bets. Unbelievably, the family got a little stomach bug earlier this week. Like, there should be a bubble around our house. I don't know why we're getting sick so often. Like, my my 10-month-old daughter doesn't even go to daycare. But something's going on in the cosmos over here in our local area as far as illnesses go. But feeling much better than God thought I might be able or might not be able to do this podcast this week. Uh, as the, the family's on the up and up once again, and we hope to keep it that way. No advertisements or promotions on this show except for promoting myself. You can follow me at Farley Bets on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram, a little bit more of a personal flair, but you'll get all my betting takes and you know my records and everything over there on Twitter where my bigger presence is. Follow me at Farley Bets. Check me out at sportswagers.ca where I write my free picks every single day. Check me out at PicksWise every week for a free NFL write-up or two as well. And on the BetUS NBA show on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I'll actually be on Thursday this week as well at high noon Eastern Standard Time to give out NBA free picks. Again, only a quick self-promotion. Because we are plus 37 units in the NBA since mid-December. Absolutely finding our stride. Feel very confident about our takes every night. We just went 4-0 on Tuesday night. Betting on the Kings. Betting on the Clippers. And we're back with another BetUS NBA show today. More free picks. Even more picks for my premium customers. So send me a DM at Farley Bets if you're interested. If not, just keep tuning in to all this free content we give out. And this will probably be a shorter show today. Obviously, because just four games in the NFL's divisional round as the season starts to really dwindle down here, which is sad, but divisional round is known to be some of the best football that we get all season, right? Which is interesting because we got a lot of big favorites coming into this weekend as well. So a lot to discuss, probably going to be a shorter show with these four games. But like I said, at the top, we were plus 5.23 units. Last weekend, I'm feeling good about our takes this week. Overall, way in the black. That means in the positive this season. So let's get right to it. Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. The local Baltimore Ravens. They're about 40 minutes from me. Man, I'll tell you. People, you know, my friends, my uh, 
enemies. <laughs> no, but mostly my friends and supporters and premium customers are probably getting annoyed by me because I, I haven't supported Baltimore enough this season. And and in reality, it's because we really haven't seen a Baltimore team this good, have we? Right? The, their their defense has been remarkable. Probably their best defense that they've had in 10, 15 years, in my opinion. You know, uh, reminds me of the Ray Lewis and Suggs and, you know, just the great players that used to haunt other teams every single week and haunt opposing quarterbacks. You know, they they fly to the ball. Roquan Smith made a huge difference when he came over there. But so has Kyle Hamilton and that young secondary who I thought would be fantastic last season. Had to battle through some injuries. And now we see that some of the draft capital that the Ravens have uh, attained the past few seasons, you know, they they just know how to build a defense. They're very much like the Steelers in that way. They they know how to keep their defense competitive and, and develop them and they get better and better. And obviously, they have to take on maybe the hottest quarterback in the NFL right now next to Jordan Love, another first-season starter. But C.J. Stroud is remarkable, isn't he? I mean, he is – I can't say enough about the kid. And I've talked at length on this podcast and in other mediums how I was so wrong about this kid. Now, of course, I said a preseason, right? So I said it pre-any evidence of how good he is. I just said, hey, this kid seems – Really confident, I think a little too confident, doesn't have a lot of talent in Houston. So I don't think it's going to equate to much, and boy was I wrong. And I'm always happy to say when I'm wrong, just as I'm always happy to tell you when I'm right, like about the Eagles and their demise. If you haven't checked out my rant on Twitter, my one-minute rant about the Eagles, check it out. Put it out on Tuesday. But anyway, um, Texans and Ravens, nine-point underdogs are these Texans. And what we saw in the wild card round, point blank, was the better quarterback winning those games, right? Willing their team. Now, I would say Matthew Stafford is probably a better quarterback, pure quarterback than Jared Goff. The environment there in Detroit, you know, on fire. And of course, the Rams still covered. So when we're talking ATS, it still holds true. And, uh, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts, probably still a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield, although Jalen Hurts didn't do anything to elevate his team last week. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. Seems like the guy needs a lot around him working well to be really proficient. But we're not talking about the Eagles. We're talking about C.J. Stroud, who has made everybody around him better, proves doubters wrong seemingly every week. And if you remember, way back in week one, when the D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud experiment for these Texans was brand new, the first week of the regular season at Baltimore against this team now that is at the top of the AFC and clearly at the top, right? Like The Ravens are absolutely elite and legit. The Ravens kind of eked out that win against the Texans. Ultimately, they won by double digits. But, you know, it was a mucky game from what I remember. But C.J. Stroud, you can kind of see the competitor then, the fire then. I like that they already faced the Ravens earlier this year. Now it's week one, so the teams are obviously going to be a lot different than what they were in week one, uh, You know, operating at a higher level for sure. But if you're giving me this many points over a touchdown with C.J. Stride, Stride, <laughs> Stroud, who has hit his stride, no doubt, it is hard to not take the Texans. 
And again, not giving out my premium picks. Not going to talk much about totals, except for the next game. I'll, I'll mention something about the total the next game. But the Ravens and Texans, this feels like, again, in the divisional round of the playoffs, which usually checks out as a, as a, a weekend where the games are close, the eight be- best teams in the NFL. The Texans now, they are the best team in the AFC South with C.J. Stroud. I believe that. That means they are one of the more premier teams in the AFC. If we look at this macro and the way D'Amico Ryans has their defense playing well, fighting hard, Lamar Jackson in that offense has been impeccable. Lamar has been near perfect. I'm not saying anything negative about Baltimore. I'm just saying that Houston, I think, is a team that we can also rely on. And if Baltimore was like minus six or minus six and a half or even minus seven, that might be be the side that I'd be more tempted to take, that I would want to look at. But you're giving the Texans almost 10 points, two possessions to stay within this game, or two scores, I should say. Um, I, I got to go with the Texans, I think, right? Strong lean to Houston and C.J. Stroud, which it, it should be nice weather. Let me just check on that live here and land the points while I just keep talking, while it comes up on my phone. Um, yeah, you know, Sunday still looks like it's going to be sunny and like right at freezing on Sunday. That's not hard. That's not tough. That's perfect football weather, right? If it says 31 and sunny in Baltimore, that means it's going to feel like 40 or something, right? The sun's going to be bright. All the all the all the people packed into the stadium. So no weather concerns or anything strange there. I don't know, guys. As good as the Ravens have been across the spectrum, I don't think that they're 10 points better than the Texans, even at home. I do not. Let's move on. Packers and 49ers. Speaking of another team who probably should not be given this many points. Now, I could see it a little more in this case, right? The 49ers have been uh, the true elite in the NFC for a long time now. Their starters have three weeks of rest. Now, I'll say this, and I tweeted it out this morning. The 49ers better hope that they don't have a three-week rest hangover because the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love have scored the first touchdown in nine straight games. Nine straight games. Nine. That's really impressive. And we saw last week, right, Jordan Love, the offense goes right down the field on Dallas. They get the ball first. Confidence at an all-time high. Not intimidated at all by AT&T Stadium and Jerry's World and Dak and the defense and Micah Parsons. They go right down the field. Score a touchdown. And then they go down the field again and again and again. And Dallas was playing catch-up. Now, I don't think the 49ers are going to be playing catch-up this whole game. Kyle Shanahan is going to have that offense humming. They're always well-prepared. Brock Purdy, probably a little bit of revenge on his mind from last season and being booted out of the playoffs and getting injured in the NFC Championship game. Right, like They're going to be motivated. They're going to be focused. I expect their offense to be humming. But I think the Packers can get into 20 points too. Like I kind of like the over in this one. I know it's high, but I think we could see a track meet. It's supposed to be 60 degrees in Santa Clara, perfect football weather. Again, Jordan Love and that offense, offense is gaining confidence more and more every week. Uh, San Francisco's defense, obviously very good, right? When you got Bosa on the edge and you got all the guys that they have, Greenlaw and you know probably the best linebacking crew in the NFL, a secondary that's, Usually very good. The thing about the 
49ers is, you know, 4.1 yards per carry they allow on the ground. Um, teams don't run it a lot on the 49ers because they're playing from behind, right? Like the 49ers have a plus 12 point point differential this season per game. But Aaron Jones is looking good, looking healthy, looking explosive, looking better than he has all season. If the Packers can have a well-balanced attack in this game, I think they can get into the 20s. I think they can keep this game close. Um, you know, maybe you tease the 49ers and then you lean or you bet on the Packers full game to cover the nine and a half. I mean, I I don't know if I would tease up the Packers to six and a half. Like if you think they can keep this game close, nine and a half is enough. Okay. Um, and don't tease totals. Like I'm I was tempted to tease some totals this week. Like, surely this game can get over 43 and a half. But, you know, it's too volatile, right? Like, you see it all the time. You see the variance in totals all the time. You think, oh, surely these teams can get over 43 and a half. And then it's like Niners win, you know, you know, 31-10, you know, or something like that. And you're like, shit. Uh, but anyway, Jordan Love, just like C.J. Stroud, does not look shaken by anything. I think the 49ers probably shake him a little more than most teams do. I think the 49ers win this game. But you got two coaches now who who went on similar pathways, right? Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan, young studs, bright minds, offensive, you know, creative offensive guys. And that's a competition in of itself. And if the Packers are, are down by 14, 16, and there's two minutes left, I, I still like that I have nine and a half on the Packers in my pocket because Jordan Love down the field, right? Like I, I think he's he, he's proven that he can execute really well in those cases. This guy, by the way, I mean you you probably heard all the stats by now, but the last five weeks, twelve touchdowns, zero interceptions, over nine yards per pass. Like that, these are first place in the NFL marks, and and something like seventy eight percent completion percentage. I mean this this kid is absolutely smoking opposing defenses. Okay. It's not like, you know, like an aberration. Like we're not, and, and they've faced some good defenses recently. Right? Like Chicago looked better on defense the back half of the season. Minnesota's defense has looked better, right? Carolina, um, but, you know, certainly Dallas and the kind of things they can do against an opposing quarterback. No intimidation. So lean Packers at the nine and a half. Um, but I do think the 49ers win. And I lean over as well. Buccaneers and Lions. Now, this this one's really about your market evaluation, in my opinion, right? Because is it about the Lions? Like, should they be given this many points? You could say that to yourself, right? Like, do the Lions deserve to be six-point favorites in a big NFC divisional round playoff game against a Bucs team that just beat the Eagles by margin? Right. Baker Mayfield playing really well. They've they've won a ton of games to end their season to put themselves in this position. Right. Like clutch, clutch play and clutch performances the back half of the season. Or is it the Bucks who are getting too much love? Because they just beat the downtrodden Eagles, who the Eagles have looked bad for over a month. The Eagles lost to the Giants. They almost lost to the Giants twice. That says a lot about the Eagles. Like a Giants team that has a lot of backups at this point in the season. 
right? They lost to the Cardinals. I mean, the Eagles have been a bad operation. That that win for Tampa last week was more about an Eagles team for me that looked lifeless, deflated, like nothing changed, right? Like that's coaching. And give credit to Baker Mayfield and the Bucs, but I think it's the latter. I think the Bucs may be getting too much love here. I think at six, going into Detroit with that crazy crowd, Dan Campbell and his culture, a comfortable week at home, confidence at an all-time high, the pace and the tempo that their offense can move at, and a defense that can step up to against, let's face it, a Tampa Bay offense that has looked pedestrian, mediocre at certain points this season, right? Like couldn't even score against the Panthers in that divisional game not long ago. I would have to lean towards the Detroit Lions. Give them a little love in the spot. I think they deserve this. I think they're at home. I think if this is a different point in the season, you might think, or or I, I would think, that they would be seven and a half, eight-point favorites maybe, right? Especially like mid-year where the Bucs didn't look like they were going anywhere. Now give credit to the Bucs. You know, Baker Mayfield and the Bucs could certainly keep this close. Just my leans for now. But Lions looking kind of tasty at minus six. Chiefs and the Bills. Bills are up to three-point favorites, three-point chalk. As Patrick Mahomes plays in his first road game in the playoffs. Wow. How coddled. <laughs> or no, it's just because the Chiefs have been that dominant. Man, this one's tough. That's what I'm going to say. Man, this is tough. How, how do you not take Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs in a situation where they're getting three points, even though they're on the road? It's the Chiefs, right? And we saw the Chiefs do what the Chiefs do last week, putting the Dolphins to bed. Nice and early in that one. Controlling that game. I know the weather had something to do with it, but that defense has something to do with it too. And you talk about a defense that can force Josh Allen into some mistakes. They can get a pass rush. Their secondary has gotten better and better. Ladarius Sneed is the real deal. I think he can shut down Stephon Diggs. I really do. As good as Diggs is. Now, Buffalo's role players kind of proved, right, that they got something in them, right? A guy like Shakir, the two tight ends, Dalton Knox and uh, Kincaid. Is it Dalton Kincaid? I don't know. Knox and Kincaid. You know, they look the exact same, just two big white dudes. But they're, they're both performing well, right? The run game is doing well. Maybe they're going to bust out, play off Lenny again in this one. But, I mean, the Bills starting to look like a more well-balanced offense now. And, and they've played in these clutch situations over and over and over again. So I'll just say this for now. I think the Chiefs make a great teaser leg, but I think this line is very sharp. I mean, it's the Bills at home. I think these two teams are relatively even. you got to grant the Bills two to three points at least of home field advantage with the way that you know Bills Mafia and how tough it is to play there. And again, like I said last week, Josh Allen, their offense, their defense, all their marks improve when they're at home. Josh Allen makes less mistakes, or I should say he makes fewer mistakes, more touchdowns, fewer interceptions, better decision-making. Defense limits the opponents better than on the road. I lean to the under in this one as well. I think this is going to feel like a really, you know, it's going to just feel like a battle, right? Like these two teams hate each other at this point. They always see each other at this time of year, it seems. 
Um, you know, they go back and forth a lot. The Bills got the Chiefs last year in the season. This one's going to be close. Spread-wise, I'm not going to pick a side just yet. I might not pick a side in this game. It's okay to not pick a side, by the way. Um, lean to the under, and I think this is going to be a dogfight in a really, really entertaining final game to watch on Sunday. All right, let me give you, because you listen to the whole show, let me give you a free NBA pick while we're here. The Utah Jazz have been sensational lately. Offense coming together, whooping teams at home. They won four out of their last five first quarters. They get off to a fast start in front of their home fans. The Utah Jazz in the first quarter are just minus 0.5 right now on FanDuel. Now, that line might move. I would take it as as high up as minus 1.5. But it's unbelievable that we're getting a minus 0.5 at FanDuel on the Jazz in the first quarter against a Warriors team that cannot find themselves just yet. And to bet on the Warriors just suddenly finding themselves in this spot at Utah, at elevation, against a team that's working really well together, really fluid, Really explosive. I mean, the Jazz are damn near scoring 135 points per game in the last five games or so. Take Utah early and maybe take Utah the full game. I'm betting on them in the first quarter, and I think it is a fantastic angle to take tonight at Utah. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Laying the Points with Farley Bets. It's a shorter pod this week. It's going to be maybe even shorter next week as we tackle the conference games. And let's face it, give ourselves a little reprieve from the NFL season because it is it is something else to, to tackle every single week, all the work that goes into it. Thank you so much for listening. We love all of our followers and our listeners. Follow me at Farley Bets. Let me know about those premium packages. Let's win some damn money this weekend. Let's go! Yeah.